We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to California Business Connections, brought to you by the U.S. Black Chamber. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities throughout the state of California. Your host, Carl Davis Jr., talks to the rock stars of this great state and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed entrepreneurs, along with business and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. and welcome to California Business Connection. I'm your host, but I'm also the National Navigator Program Manager for the U.S. Black Chamber of Commerce. The U.S. Black Chamber of Commerce helps all small businesses through helping the local Black Chambers of Commerce. If you want to find out your local Black Chamber of Commerce, go to blackchamber.com. Today, I have a very, very special guest today, Mr. John Templeton, founder, journal. Of, he's the founder of the Journal of Black Innovation, National Black Business Month. John, that's a long kind of name, John. Tell me a little bit about it. But before we do, John, how are you doing today? First. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Now that I have you on, John, you know, I've always um, just admired all the work you've done and the, sort of like you've been like this black historian for us for so long that I'm so excited to talk about much of the stuff that I believe a lot of people listening to the show are going to save this and, uh, and, and listen to it again and, again and share some information. John, that name, Founder Journal, of the, the Founder, the Journal of Black Innovation, National Black Business Month, why is that all together in one title? Well, uh, because uh, part of the uh, importance of August is for us to own our own data. So mm -hmm. we created the Journal of Black Innovation out of uh, the 50 most important African Americans in technology that Roy Clay and Frank Green uh, encouraged me to do back in 1998. And we have been uh, finding what we call the overlooked over overachievers. Uh, and in 2004, we extended it to uh, all black businesses and started doing a state of black business report. And the importance of creating our own source of data, um, deciding for ourselves who's important, who's making a difference in our community has been very important. So, uh, so the first thing that we ask people to do is to to sign up for the Journal of Black Innovation and for our State of Black Business Report so that they will have the data that will allow them to be effective advocates in not only their own business, but in their own community. 
and where I was the opening speaker for the U.S. Black Chambers uh, a couple weeks ago, I gave several examples of how we've been able to make a big difference uh, because we generated data that was specific to our needs. One that people will be familiar with in California is that back in 2019, uh, Matt Thomas, who was the president of San Francisco uh, African American Chamber at the time, asked me to intervene when they tried to do a project labor agreement that would have shut black businesses out of uh, city contracts. Mm. And so we were able to find uh, the black contractors in San Francisco, and we started having a meeting every uh, Wednesday at a black restaurant. And through finding out what they were, what they were experiencing, uh, I was able to work with Eva Patterson and Fred Jordan, and we went to the legislature, and we were able to get the legislature to uh, vote two thirds to create a uh, referendum to overturn Prop. 209. Uh, so that's an example, but also nationally, uh, we did an analysis in 2020 of the PPP program and found that only a thousand of the uh, money was going to African American businesses. So after the election, there was a change to direct lending to the SBA, and we went from 550 million to black businesses to 16 billion. So, so we had a 30-fold increase just because we were looking at the data uh, in a specific way. So, so, so I really want to uh, emphasize during August that um, it's a time for people to study, but it's a time for people to study the data that's been created uh, for our benefit so that we can you know, channel our uh, political power into economic power. I mean, uh, uh, if Karen Bass wins in Los Angeles, the top four cities in the country uh, will, will have African-American mayors. Um, wow. You know, Wes uh, Moore uh, just won the primary in Maryland. Mm -hmm. uh, Stacey Abrams is, uh, you know, the Democratic nominee in Georgia. So uh, over the course of uh, National Black Business Month, we have worked directly with state legislators to have them understand how to write legislation that directly helps our communities. And that has also given them a, a broader platform. So we have a lot more African-Americans running for statewide office. And so now we have eight African-American lieutenant governors, seven uh, attorney generals, a bunch of other uh, statewide offices. So, but but it doesn't make a difference if they don't have the policy uh, in place to make a difference. And so, we created uh, ten key factors for Black business success, and we've rated all fifty states for the last uh, nineteen years on what we call the Black Business Affinity Index. And so, so the legislators have been able to use that to improve uh, supply diversity programs and uh, create direct lending programs in states and that sort of thing. And, and as I mentioned in Washington, um, it really came to fulfillment 
in 2021 when a lot of the ideas that we've been talking about for years were able to be incorporated in the uh, American Rescue Plan. And so uh, today, uh, uh, Vice President Harris and uh, Treasury Secretary Yellen were in Brooklyn uh, where they announced that six federal agencies are combining forces to make sure that the the money from the American Rescue Plan and several other initiatives is targeted to communities that need it the most. And that's still a little broad, so uh, we have a lot of competition from uh, Native American uh, tribes and a lot of other uh, groups. But uh, you know, we'll be focusing during August on the 90 racial equity plans that federal agencies have done and to make sure our people are in the game and and do the things that are necessary to make sure that they can com- compete for the money that is directly targeted for them. And the point we try to make in Washington is that it does make a difference. You know, you should go vote. And then after you vote, then you need to follow up with your elected officials and say, okay, you got, you know, all this money from the federal government. What are you doing with it? Because... You know, I know that there are provisions to make sure that you spend it with the people who need it the most. Mm-hmm. Man, John, man, you, that was so much. I want to, you mentioned something about people being able to sign up and be able to get some of this wonderful information you're sharing. Can you give people ways of how to sign up? And we'll talk about it this time on the first half of the show, but we'll also do it on the back half of the show. Tell people, John, how can they sign up? And how can they connect with you? Yeah, yeah just go to uh, blackbusinessmonth.com. And right at the top is the uh, registration form that includes uh, the uh, you know, down but not out state of black business 19th edition and also the monthly uh, journal innovation. But we also have 31 ways, 31 days video programs every night during August. And you'll also be able to see those programs that are broken down with 31 different industries. So, 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 so we take a very granular approach. I mean, there's no such thing as black business. Mm-hmm. There are black healthcare businesses, there are black CPAs, there are black lawyers, you know, and mm-hmm. so we, we try to correlate with the trade association so that each, you know, particular industry has a day to focus on and, and to, to, to shine a light. And and part of my role is because I was the first African American to be a business newspaper editor. You know, I have the stature and the the reach to get the attention of the major media. So 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 I tell people, don't try to compete with what we're doing. Get in the fold, and I can give you more exposure than you would get on your own. Yes. Wow. Uh, and, that's and so good. what we're trying to do, we're trying to make sure that. That you know, it's on CNBC and Bloomberg and places like that, where decisions are made that affect billions of dollars. Because we can't, I mean, we can't operate 41 million uh, nation with chicken feet. We gotta, we gotta scale up to be mm-hmm. to be commensurate. Man, man, John, man, that's you know, you also said earlier when we were on our talking before you said that people can reach you at john william templeton.com so that's john william templeton t-e-m-p-l-e-t-o-n templeton.com 
man, John, man, you gave yeah. us a mouthful, man. I, I'm so excited, man. I want to hear more, but I want to, I want to talk to you a little bit just quickly about for a minute or so about how you got started. You know, how did this uh, idea of a uh, Black Business Month come about? You know, I know you said something about ideas in the past, and I know you and Ron Busby have worked together, but how did that idea start? Well, Fred Jordan and I led the uh, campaign against uh, Ward Connolly in 1996. And uh, so we've kind of been sort of Batman and Robin uh, for black businesses uh, throughout that period. And when he was chair of the National Black Chamber, he said, I don't have any data. And because the Bush administration hadn't done the survey of minority businesses for several, there wasn't data. And so he said, well, you got you to gotta do it. <laughs> and I said, well, it can't be done because the federal government has collected the data. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's why you got to do it. So <laughs> I figured out how to go to Social Security actuarial tables, which has to calculate every year how many self-employed there are and how many there are by race and how many there are by age and sex and by state. So we actually wound up with better data. Uh, than what the census was doing every five years. And so for the next 10 years, you know, our annual state of black business report was the only way you could find out how many black businesses uh, there were. And so so out of that report, we we did the ratings for each state and uh, basically attract, uh, you know, top federal contractors, top state contractors uh, in each state and basically try to figure out why, uh, you know, uh, uh, why the efforts that people have done so far haven't borne fruit. We've basically been flat uh, for the last 30 years, number of African-American companies that have employees, uh, only only 24,000 business loans to African-Americans across the country, only 4,000 of more than 100,000. So there's been a lot of rhetoric uh, about helping black businesses, but it hasn't really uh, borne fruit. And our position is that every other problem that black people have gets solved by having more black businesses and larger black businesses. John, you were talking about this uh, distribution of dollars and how you know we gotta get bigger businesses and people supporting those businesses. And you left off in the black healthcare industry. Continue, John, what you were saying about that, because I know that's very important. Sure. Uh, in fact, your successor at the Silicon Valley Black Chamber, Sam Washington and I, uh, we teamed up in 2015 to purchase a hospital in West Contra Costa County. And in the process, we analyzed uh, how, how healthcare money was spent on the African-American communities and how, uh, uh, you know, there was a lot of opportunity by actually taking people out of emergency rooms and uninsured care and, and, and creating what we call a health equity center mm. where the whole purpose was keep people out of the hospital, <laughs> making sure they took their medicine and, you know, ate mm-hmm. properly and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so that sort of alerted me to the importance of healthcare. 
And I did a paper two years ago for UC San Francisco on the history of black doctors in California. And I saw back in the Spanish flu epidemic, and this was before COVID hit. I mean, it was literally the week before COVID hit. Yeah. Uh, but I, I showed how black doctors created hospitals in California during the Spanish flu because they didn't have, you know, there was no hospital. And so the only way black people got treated was black doctors created hospitals. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and, and from that realized that black doctors were, were the, the, the key uh, professionals that essentially started every black community. Uh, not only in California, but around the country. And so, you know, then I did a second paper for UCSF on the history of black uh, healthcare uh, from the, uh, the the Civil War. And and, and and so in the course of that, you realize uh, there's 400,000 African-American healthcare businesses, which is, you know, 15% of all of our businesses. Mm-hmm. And by making sure that Money to get spent on healthcare now that we have affordable care, um, you know, get spent with those companies because they are the ones that can create the jobs that our community needs. Speaking of that, creating jobs, uh, John, you know, and I know that when we're in Washington and we hear these numbers like, um, oh, 2.5 million black businesses of which 2.4 million have no employees. And, and at one time, you know, I'm so. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and the best way to, best way to grow that is to take the, that nurse that's doing something on the side and make sure she gets some contracts so she can hire four or five people. Mm-hmm. There are 400,000 black nurses. That's the only occupation where we have parity with 10% of all the nurses. Right. Mm-hmm. So just, Helping all those nurses hire two people. You know, you talk about almost, you know, a half million people. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nurses. And, you know, and, you know, John, uh, now, when I was back in Washington with you, you know, one of the things that Ron is pushing, and, and you were right alongside of it, too, is, you know, a lot of the data, which you were saying is so important with data. A lot of our data is sort of bundled together under this kind of category called minorities, right? And, and we're yeah. we're really trying to get more specific and intentional on spin. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know you and Ron were really talking about that in Washington. Well, that's why our state of black business report has been so important over the last 19 years, because we we have been the ones to go through all that uh, those euphemisms, disadvantaged mm-hmm. business enterprises and that and actually find out who are the Black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. Because one of the ironies is that your more successful Black businesses don't identify as Black businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, they're more likely service, disabled, veterans, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so National Black Business Month has been designed as a format that makes it uh, um, profitable for them to to sort of come out of their closet mm-hmm. and have direct access to the people who are making decisions. So in our 31 Ways, 31 Days programs, we'll have 
somebody who's a decision maker and then somebody who's the key person in that industry. Good, good example. Uh, I showed folks the, uh, the smartphone mm-hmm. that is made by Freddie Figures. Mm-hmm. So a couple of years ago, we had him on with the director of the Defense Logistics Agency, largest buyer in the world, who was uh, you know, General Daryl Williams, who's now the president mm-hmm. of Hampton University. Mm-hmm. And after he was listening to Freddie Figures, he said, well, maybe I need to uh, uh, examine where I buy my phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he didn't, he didn't know that there was a black company that made smartphones. So, uh-huh. so, so what we're finding is yeah, 20% of all the, the employees in the federal government are black. 20% of all the technical employees in the federal government are black. 20% and the military is black. You know, the the uh, director of the uh, James Webb Space Telescope, Howard University alumnus, uh, went to uh, Virginia Union undergrad. So, so there there are thousands of people who look like us who are in position to help us, and you know, it's just a matter of connecting uh, us together. And so, so it's really about uh, doing things that actually help people. Um, are get more business as opposed to just uh, ceremonial. You, you know, when you said that about the federal government, you know, I know Biden and them just came out with a new kind of um, initiative or what they're planning on spending. But it made me remember that story that you said that everybody was really amazed when you said the federal government got started inside of a black business. John, please share that with our listeners. I think they would love to hear that story. Sure. Yeah, George Washington, uh, his chef was a man named Samuel Francis, who has uh, Francis Tavern, which is the oldest building in Manhattan. And uh, during the Revolutionary War, uh, Washington, you know, uh, was headquartered there and and Samuel Francis uh, fed him. Uh, And so when Washington uh, became president, uh, they actually rented Francis Tavern for the first offices of the federal government. So the, the Department of State and the Department of War were wow. in uh, Francis Tavern. And then when they moved to Philadelphia, uh, he put Francis in charge of the White House. So for the first two terms, you know, Samuel Francis was in charge of the uh, White House for the federal government. So as we talk about policy, uh, we can't allow ourselves to be marginalized among a bunch of other groups. You know, we are here at the beginning of the nation. Uh, Isaac Myers, who was the, one of the leading black businesses immediately after the Civil War, organized, you know, the longshoremen around the country and actually bought the uh, dry dock and shipyard in Baltimore where they worked. Uh, so he was the person who pushed for the passage of the 14th Amendment. 14th Amendment is the basis of our modern economy because it put the full faith and credit of the U.S. government behind public debt. So we need to own uh, this country and this economy Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to uh, acting as if we are outsiders. We need to, you know, you know, know, do our message from the beginning of the nation so that, um, you know, folks who, I mean, for instance, in uh, 
1970, there were 40,000 more black folks in San Francisco than Chinese. So we need to sort of recenter the history. And I mean, right now, minority business programs in most states, African-Americans only get 10, we're only 10% of the minority business programs. Wow. And, and, and so we need to say, wait a minute, we are not disadvantaged. We are part of the founders of this country and we are specifically responsible for the, the laws that really um, uh, drive uh, business. Man, John, man, John, would you believe this, John? Man, we're out of time. Well, we're out of time right now, but we want to thank our special guest, Mr. John Templeton. So until we meet again, remember, whether it's education, health, even politics or sports, it's all about business. Stay safe and stay connected. You're listening to California Business Connections. You've been listening to California Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the U.S. Black Chamber. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website at blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-509-2886. That's 408-509-2886. Copies of our podcast are available online at calaacc.net. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at calaacc.net. That's info at calaacc.net. Keeping you connected. California Business Connections.